0: It's my privilege and honor to continue the series that we've been uh, that we've been in—a series on Jesus. Go figure. And Bob is, has laid out the first two weeks for us about Jesus, the Son of God, and then Jesus, the Rabbi, and the Son—how how he was fully man yet fully God. But there had to have been moments in his, life, in his life where he was just normal, like he experienced things like you and I would, and Mary raising him probably changed his poopy diapers, you know, naturally. You know, there are things in the house he had to take care of, maybe some chores. Like, Jesus was a man, yet fully divine. So incredible that that is our God, that is our Jesus, and he welcomes us into a, to a brotherhood. It's a family. And how Jesus, the rabbi, was a great teacher who was intensely educated, actually. You know, we, we sometimes think Carpenter's son, maybe he wasn't educated, but, but Bob illuminated it, even Everybody, any Jewish kid in this era that he grew up in would be super educated in the scriptures and how he's intensely educated. But the amazing thing about Jesus the rabbi is that his teachings were so simple, right? But they're not easy. (laughs) Like who knows that they ain't all easy, feel me? Um, But he taught with authority. But what does it mean to follow a rabbi? Well, it's great cost, it's great cost. And it's treating the scriptures and it's devouring them with all that you are, Bob brought out some points I just want to echo. It's being consumed with Scripture and with study and with the pursuit of knowledge. It's being immersed in constant reflection and application. And it's identifying with Jesus as the teacher, not, not just Savior. He's our teacher. He's not just our Savior. And this, I love this point, that we ought to dig and work in the word to discover him and know him more. It takes discipline. It takes digging and working on our part. Jesus the rabbi. And then this week, today, this morning, we're talking about Jesus' friend. And I feel like Pete and Bob are picking on me a little bit because when this topic, this is my heart's passion. I think they knew it. I don't think I'm going to make this through without crying at one point. But this is my heartbeat. This is Jesus the friend. And it's amazing that he can come as the son of God, as a teacher, wise, having all understanding, but also come not just as those things, but more than that, as a friend. Like what? How crazy is that? What other God does this? So that's what we're about today. He comes towards us. He makes himself available to us. And that is radical. That is bananas. That is absolutely ludicrous. And so I want to plant this question in your head. Question to consider, do you have faith to be a friend of Jesus? That's an audacious thought to even consider that God would be our friend. It's going to take some faith. Do we have faith to even believe that Jesus would want to be our friend? When we look at friendship in Scripture, I see it two different ways. I think it's portrayed two different ways in the Bible. And so I want to split it up through two lenses to perspectives, to angles, and the first angle would be "friend of Jesus." So we're talking about friends, right? These types of people, they're, they're called "friends of Jesus." But then there's also Jesus, friend of sinners." Okay, I see these as two different things. They're very different, and it's really important to everybody here because you fit in one of these boxes, at least one. So either you're a sinner. And Jesus is extending a hand of friendship or you know him and you're walking as a friend of Jesus wherever you are. So you belong in one of these. So it's really important that you know that this is the case um, because they're very different. They're very different categories. And I kind of want to describe it before we get into the meat and bones. I want to describe in scripture these two different frames of Jesus friend. The first would be friend of Jesus. And when people are friends of Jesus, friends of Rory and Wit, no. <laughs> Being a friend of Jesus, when this label is applied, it's a name in the Bible. It's, it's Abraham. It's James 2.23. Abraham believed God and God counted it to him as righteousness because of his faith. He was called the friend of Of God. Now, Christian tradition, even shorthand called referred to Abraham as capital T, the friend. That's crazy. That's a name, that's an identity. Friends of Jesus, it's it's who they are. It's their being, it's their name. It's because of something so close, something they share so deeply with Jesus, that they're actually given the name. They walk in the identity friend of Jesus. That's Abraham. And then Moses, Exodus thirty-three, eleven. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Now, I know you guys don't speak to the back of your friend's head, right? <laughs> Moses had a relationship with God Almighty where he would spend time speaking face to face and he would leave the tent of meeting, face glowing, so much so he had to wear a veil because he could People couldn't look upon it like this is the friend of Jesus I'm talking about. And then Jesus' own definition in John 15, 13 to 14 says, you are my friends if you do what I command. So there's an underlying thread here. We'll talk about it in a second, but I I think you probably catch it. It's faith. It's faith. Friends of Jesus, if you do what I command. And then there's this beautiful picture. It's Jesus, friend of sinners, now, this was Jesus's reputation. Did you know that Jesus actually never called himself a friend of sinners? Y'all realize that? He never actually called himself that. That was a label that his reputation earned in that label. But there's good reason for it. He never denied it either, right? He's not, he is a friend of sinners, but he never called himself that. It was because of the way he behaved, the way he extended himself to other people, how accessible, how normal Jesus was his heart and his motive even seen by the religious and the secular popular opinion was this Jesus is friend of sinners and so look at Matthew 11:19 they say now Jesus is quoting this they say about me Jesus is saying they say look a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners mark 2:16 they teachers of the law and the Pharisees asked his followers, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? So obviously Jesus was doing some sort of things that would portray him as in the eye of the public, a friend to sinners, people who didn't belong, people who were like questioning, why on earth would that person be with Jesus? That's how they saw him. Luke 15, one through two, tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near And the Pharisees and scribes complained. This man receives sinners and eats with them. And can we all just say glory, hallelujah, that glory eats, that Jesus chose to eat with sinners and he draws them near. Because that's you and me, you guys. We're not just, we weren't born saved. We're born sinners. And Jesus, being the friend of sinners that he is, welcomes us into this friendship. And it's because because of this complaint that the Pharisees logged so long ago that we have access. They complained, I rejoice, thank you, Jesus, that you knocked on the door of my heart and that you said, if you would open the door, I will come in and I will eat with you and you with me. Pharisees weren't too happy about that, but we say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, that you're a friend of sinners. So that's friend of sinners, that's friend of Jesus. But I I do wanna make this point very clear that, Sinners are not friends of Jesus, okay? Like, I think there's this temptation. I wanna, you know, I'm gonna hit this. There's gonna, there's this temptation maybe in our culture that you can kind of just coast and be cool with Jesus without what Abraham, Moses, and the commandment that Jesus gave actually happening. You can coast and you can be cool without this thing called faith. Faith will lead you straight to repentance. (laughs) You choose to believe in Jesus, the first thing is repent and believe. Sinners are not friends of Jesus. In fact, the Bible describes them as enemies. If you are a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. You are actually hostile to Jesus. <laughs> you're hostile to his kingdom. You're hostile to his plan if you are not full of faith in him. Sinners are not friends of Jesus. And uh, I think Jesus needs to know that because it changes a little bit how, how we see people. Well, yeah, Jesus is a friend of sinners, but sinners... There's something else. There's a deeper friendship. There's something he welcomes you into. Jesus requires your hand too. In Uganda, Africa. Has anybody been to Uganda, Africa? Yeah, okay, so you know this, Leslie. In Uganda, there's this thing. Yeah, yeah, just been world traveling. There's there's this thing. There's too many snakes over there. There's this thing they do in Uganda, Africa as friends. They hold hands. They're just walking along. It'd be like, you know, I mean, you, Scott, or something, just like grabbing hands and holding hands. And then they even, like, rub their hands a little bit. It's a little bit, for, for me, like, for us, it's so strange. But there's this custom where friends will just grab each other's hands and walk down the street. And this picture is that here's Jesus A friend of sinners extends his hand. It's beautiful. But the relationship needs the other hand. It's a two-way street. Takes two to tango. The hand has to come back. And for there to be relationship and connection and to be a friend of Jesus, it takes your hand joining with his faith. I trust you. I love you. And so friends of Jesus, let's look at Abraham, Moses, and do what I command for a sec. Friends of Jesus. What do they all have in common? Abraham, well, he left everything he knew. He left everything he knew in an act of faith. Moses, he held up a stick in front of the sea. And Jesus told the rod of God. I love how, what the Bible calls this stick that Moses had, right? The rod of God. Let's be real. It was a stick and he held it up. He held it up. And, and it was an act of faith because he was a friend of God. Do what I command. Man, it all takes faith to be a friend of Jesus. And the same faith that these guys walked with the same faith there's one god there's one faith there's one father of us all there's one church that's the same faith we walk in don't disconnect yourself don't get don't Cut off access to friendship like Abraham, like Moses, like the disciples who obeyed the commandments. It's the same faith. So, the same, these historical characters who we look at and we admire and say, the friend of God, you have permission by Jesus, by faith, to do what he commands and become a friend of God. How wild is that? That's crazy. It's the same, so don't disconnect yourself. So my question, it's a big question, is do you have faith to be a friend of Jesus? Because friendship with Jesus actually grows on faith. It grows on it. It's it's not like like it starts and, and ends in a moment. Faith is something that's active. It's something that's tangible. You can actually see, the book of James talks all about it, about how I will show you my faith by the, the works that I do, right? James says, faith grows a friendship. But the beauty of it is that the, the core of friendship, Jesus has to be a friend of sinners some way. And every friendship has to have two elements, love and trust. There's gotta be something of Jesus given to sinners, Right? Love and trust. And Jesus does love sinners. He came to the world to save sinners. If he didn't, we wouldn't be saved. That's his mission, to seek and save the lost. He has deep love for people who are not in friendship with him. And in fact, he even trusts people who do not know him because he gives them the choice. He trusts them with his heart. He trusts you and me with the option of choosing to not receive him. There's there's love and there's trust. Jesus, a friend of sinners, gives love and trust to everyone. But let me tell you, when you grab his hand, when you see that he's so accessible, that he's so anti-pride, one thing I wanna be is available to anybody. I wanna be able to get on my knees and talk to a kid and not think so highly of my, like, I wanna be available to anybody. And that's, that's the way Jesus was, is that anybody could approach him. And when you approach him and when you give faith, you put faith in him, then begins the more of friendship. There's a core, which is love and trust. But then you put your faith in Jesus, and then the more of friendship starts happening. And now you've put your faith in him, and that Holy Spirit, that advocate, the one we were, come rest on us. That Holy Spirit comes and rests in you by faith and makes you a friend of God. He starts the journey. Let's go, let's move. Mark, let's go, let's go. Let's build this friendship, you know? Let's go. It starts there and there's so much more. The love becomes deeper. The, The trust becomes rigid, like concrete, like it's hard, like you can't shake me. I know my Jesus because I've been through things with him. It's a shared life where you're developing maturity and history with Jesus. It's experiences that that you have. It's passions that are shared together. It's Jacob shooting video, you know, for Clark County today. It's the moments. It's a whole life shared with Jesus. It's heartache, death and loss. The best friends are the ones that show up in those moments, Right? He's the best friend. It's when he's there, it's success and failure. When you flop and you try something and it just crashes. David in the Bible, man after God's own heart, screws up royally. Jesus doesn't leave him, abandon him, forsake him. David is a man after God's own heart. And so the friend, Jesus, comes and picks him up, restores him. Jesus is also funny. It's through laughter, you guys. You can enjoy life with Jesus. You can enjoy it. I think God speaks, I think God says jokes sometimes or puts you in situations that just are like, oh my goodness, what am I doing here? And when you walk with the Holy Spirit, it's not just like this like, ah, thing. It's like, it's that sometimes, I'll be real with you, but it's other moments of just like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, what are we doing, Jesus? This is great. (laughs) It's tears on shoulders. It's the disciples. Look at this, John 13, 23. This is beautiful. Now, there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus, is, whom Jesus loved. These disciples knew the people who were closest to him in the flesh on earth knew I have permission to lay my head on Jesus. It's that type of access. Jesus, the friend, is that in that way available to you and me. Like the disciples knew it. They've seen, they saw him raise people from the dead. They saw him heal multitudes. They saw him feed thousands of people from fish and loaves. But they knew that even though God Almighty, I can, I can be a friend. I can lay my head on him because that's the kind of relationship he wants. It's beautiful. It's, it's heart-pounding risk with him, blessing, encouragement, corrections, babies, and marriage. He's in it all. Zeal for life and grace together unto death. Jesus wants this with us and it's by faith that we grow and we, we mature. And we mature. I was at uh, Fred Meyer yesterday with my son Harry, Harrison. He's six. He's a fun guy. And, uh, we were in we were in Fred Meyer and I felt the Lord um, tell me that I was going to see this type of sign in the store. It was like a monster, like you know the Monster Energy drink. Kyle knows. Um, <laughs> the Monster Energy. I felt like I was going to see that somebody like somewhere drinking it. But well, we were about to leave the store and I saw this giant sign. It was like a big M. I'm like, okay, Harry, let's go. Let's go stand by this. <laughs> like literally, dude, come on. We're going to go stand by this sign. I don't know what we're going to do next. And as soon as we got over there, this lady walks by and I, and I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit, like, that's your assignment, go. So I'm like, Harry, come on, let's go. And amazing moment, and I interrupted her workday, preached the gospel. She ends up, you know, she's touched by the Holy Spirit in the middle of Fred Meyer, crowds all around us, in the middle of the moment, gives her life to Jesus. Never heard the gospel before, ever. No, never heard the name, of right? Exactly. And so there's this incredible, like incredible, holy, divine moment that we share together, Harry and I. And then afterwards we go home and I say, Harry, what, uh, hey, Harry, what, what'd you learn today? Expecting like some like crazy answer, like angelic revelation, you know, he's like, he's going to teach me something and he's going to part something from heaven that I've never heard before. And you know what he told me? You know, what he told me, excuse me every time. He told me, I just like being with you, dad. Isn't that crazy? But that's Jesus with us, you guys. I want you to recognize the same thing. You know the reasons I do that with Harry, the reason I try and teach him how to play catch is because I want to be his friend. I want our friendship, mine and Harry's friendship to last after he's 18 and out. I want him and I to share memories together that bond us as friends. And Jesus is the same way. He wants to share things with you and go on adventures through the Holy Spirit, through his power, and share it with you as a friend because it's not about Everything that you do, it's about being together with him, sharing life, sharing experiences. And he is available to you today in that way. There's two, man, okay, I'm going to say this. I didn't know if I was, I didn't say this. I'm going to say this. If If your witness is dry, if your witness is dry and you think, man, You know, not in your own way. It doesn't have to be Fred Meyer at a monster-like sign. If your witness is dry, I just want to, I have two questions. Is your history shallow? Because, I know it's heavy. Or is your faith dusty? Because the things that the, the disciples said when they went about telling about the works of Jesus, you know how they described it in the book of Acts? They said, we cannot help but tell of the things that we have seen and heard. So you know how I interpreted that? We are friends with Jesus. We have done things together. We have seen things together. I can't help but just talk about this man that I know. I can't help it. And so I've got history. I have something to witness about because I share history. My faith is active because I've seen it. I can't deny it. I cannot help but but talk about it. So I love I love two people in the Bible. Nathaniel in Matthew in Scripture, how Jesus comes to them and calls them because it so demonstrates the beauty of Jesus, friend. Nathaniel, John 148. Nathaniel said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip, who was his friend, before he called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. I saw you. You see, Jesus, friend, Jesus, the friend of sinners, sees you. We don't, we don't come to find Jesus. He comes and chases you down. He comes and offers you friendship. He came and I see you. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your friend, I, I hope you hear the words, I see you. And they're not mine, they're, they're Jesus right here. I saw you, I see you. Come, step into relationship with me. Come, take my hand. And I love Matthew in scripture too. I love it, how he calls Matthew and just who Matthew was, who's a tax collector, a sinner. He's a lost, despised, alone, completely unwanted person, really. Tax collector, the lowest of the low. The account in scripture is Matthew 9, 9 through 13. And you can read it if you want. But what I really wanna do is show it to you this morning. And this is from The Chosen. It's the call of Matthew. It's beautiful. Let's watch. Oh, man, that's so good. Thank you, Jesus. And my name's not Matthew. And I live in 2021. But it's the same call. It's the same Jesus. It's the same eyes. And Jesus says as a friend of sinners, come follow me. He says, come, take my hand, let's go. Man, you might not know where that road leads and it's okay. Neither did Nathaniel, neither did Matthew, neither did Peter. But to be a a friend, of Jesus is to just say yes by faith. I take your hand, Lord. I'm ready for the journey. Love's not about the things; it's about the journey. I'm ready for the journey, Jesus. And maybe, maybe you're you're telling me, you know, my name's not Matthew either, and I've already said yes to that call. But I'm telling you, friendship is a is a decision every every day. Faith is something that doesn't end. It's a lifelong journey. When we're in heaven, our faith will be made complete. He wants to lead you into different and new. He wants you to trust him as a friend. He wants to take you into discomfort even and into great freedom. Hmm. He says, give your life. Leave your sin and share the journey. I'll show my heart and I'll show you, you. You find out who you are when you become a friend of God. That's the truth. Just believe. And I and I see this picture of Jesus just on the cross, hands extended. Yeah. And to me, each hand is, is two different things. It's, Jesus' friend of sinners who said, Isaac, Pasqual, I come to you. Be my friend on this hand. And then, and then he says, I'm in the middle. I'll, I'll satisfy what you can't. I'll make you a friend of myself, like Abraham, like Moses. I welcome you in to actually be a friend. So the friend of sinner, Jesus Friend of sinners, this Jesus says, Come, and He says, I'll make you this friend. And what's beautiful about a life and a journey with Jesus is that once you become His friend, you find yourself becoming a friend of sinners again. You find yourself carrying the same label, carrying the same reputation that He did. When people look at you, Caleb, they think, Man, He's a friend of Jesus. But when I see you, I don't know this Jesus, but when I see you, I see a friend in you. There's something about you. There's a love you have for me. There's a trust you give to me that I don't deserve, but I want what you have. Who is he? And then we become disciples. We become friends who make friends, who make friends, who multiply, who make disciples of nations, who make disciples of Vancouver, of cities, of our families, of our friends. This is the plan of Jesus. It's, it's, it's not just to be the son of God, your savior. It's not just to be your teacher. It's to be your friend. Then at night, after a, a great day of shared life, of shared experiences, you can lay your head on the bosom of Jesus and, and feel complete, and feel satisfied, and know that he's there with you. And what's wild, you guys, is that there's a sense of equality of friendship and I don't understand it. And that's why it's so hard for me to even answer the question, do you have faith to be a friend of Jesus? Because how is that possible? How can God, friendship means this, you guys. You're not friends with people who are like, you know, King Pete, Like if I saw Pete as my kid, like we couldn't be friends. There's an equality that Jesus offers us that blows our mind. And so it takes absolute faith to believe it. But God says today to you, have faith, be my friend. If you're a sinner, I'm for you. If you don't know me and you're walking in in death and destruction, I have life for you as a friend. I'm towards you, take my hand and become a friend. I love you, Jesus says. Go and do likewise. Make more friends. My question is, do you have faith to be a friend of Jesus?